Hello and welcome to episode number 62 of Controller Club, the friendly face gaming space, a podcast where three friends from three continents share in one love. That is video games. My name is Kleinfeld, and alongside me today are two of my best friends in the whole wide gaming world first. Coming to us from across the pond, it is the digital art daredevil himself, world traveler. Tom Drew. Tom, how are you? How are things? And are you ready to hop a plane? You are coming stateside. You are headed to North America in a matter of hours. Yeah, it feels kind of surreal that I'm going to, you know, record this podcast, go to sleep, wake up, straight on a plane. Um, So, you know, yeah, I'm I'm a jet setter. I'm I'm flying across the world. Um, But, you know, it's not about about me (laughs) today. Uh, We're we're here to talk about games. And there's a lot of games uh, to talk about. One in particular that I'm very very excited to get into um so yeah next up it is everybody's favorite australian journalist extraordinaire popping up on my tiktok way too much it is lauren rouse lauren how are you another week another lauren rouse interview clip just showing up in the algorithm you're in there what did i show up in this time it was i'm not exactly sure what the show or movie was called it was an australian actor you were talking to i'm fairly certain oh the clearing that might have been the clearing the clearing, yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, that was a good interview. I was really stoked to do that one, um, and it's a good show, so I highly recommend checking it out. But yes, apart from that, doing well um, has been a pretty busy time. Not too much coming down the pipe in terms of interviews. I think there was like a big, like swarm of them, and now it was like calm. And then there might be some more later. We'll see how we're going. But yeah, regardless, we're here to talk about games. So yeah, won't get into that right now. We are here to talk about games, and there's lots of games to talk about on today's show it is summer games fest summer games fest and even more summer games fest but before all that very quickly what have we been playing over the last week or so tom tears of the kingdom update you finished star wars jedi survivor for our new game plus game of the month so you are back on the zelda train how are things going are you near completion of that game (laughs) uh not quite yet uh i've made some decent progress actually i managed to get to goron city so like the, the volcano uh, area near Death Mountain and stuff. Um, and I've done the second dungeon now. Um, so I've done two of the four uh, that I need to do. What um, was the first one you did? I did the Rito one first, the bird village. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I, I'm kind of... I think I'm going to go in a circle almost. I'm, I might go around and do the, the Zora's next. I, I don't know. I need to figure out my next move. But yeah, still loving it. It's still incredible. I, I this, it's like I've gone to the point now that I'm like... Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to finish this game because there's just so much to do. And there's so much I want to do before I, like, finally fight Ganon. Uh, so, yeah, but having so much fun with it. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep everyone updated when I where I get to in the game. I'll jump right in here and talk about my Tears of the Kingdom experiences. Um, another week, another week of playing Zelda and only Zelda. It is an immaculate video game that I will be playing for the foreseeable future. I'm also two dungeons down tom but i did the zora one second so i did rito first and zora second i think it's about time for me to go and do goron i'm or the goron city stuff because i'm kind of exhausting um some of the like i've gotten to the point with a lot of the shrines where i think i've gotten just about all the shrines that are fairly easy to find and now there's just the ones in the sky and these hidden ones that you can find as well. But I think I'm like at 85 or 87 shrines oh, total. Wow. Yeah. I think there's 120 in the game. But yeah, I am just when I think, man, I this is getting stale. Something just hooks me right back in. And like this week it was like, oh, I'm starting to find these like armor pieces that are really cool and like harken back to different older Zelda games. And it's like, whoa, I didn't even know these were in here or all the X's I've been getting over my time playing the game, going through caves. And it's like, Hey, go to this spot in the underground and you'll find a treasure. I actually, like I I went to one of them and it was like, Whoa, this is giving me a real, really cool piece of gear. It's actually worth going and doing these things. And so now I'm just like looking for these treasure maps and going and finding treasure. So it's it's awesome. Lauren, what have you been playing over the last little while? Anything exciting? Anything of note? Well, really, it's been a lot of Jedi Survivor this week, but I know we're going to talk about that another time. Um, so instead, I think I'll bring up that I've been playing Fall Guys again, which I know I, I, I might have spoken about it previously that I gave, a go, I gave the game a go when creator mode 
came in. So when you could, you can now like go in and players can build their own levels and play each other's levels and stuff. But I kind of went back in and <clears throat> I wrote an article recently about like finding, trying to find the most difficult and craziest rounds that I could. And I decided to just give them all a go to see if they really were as hard as they looked. And yeah, some people are having a lot of fun building their levels in this game. They are quite challenging, um, but really like really creative. Like I gave the level creator a go just to see what it was like. And like the level I built was so easy to do. Um, so people have really spent some time just fiddling with this. It's kind of like, you know, building like roller coaster tycoon or in the Sims or something like they just have sat there to get it all perfect. And that's been a lot of fun. Um, I think it's really revitalized the game like that. You don't have to sort of wait for a new season to drop anymore. You can just play everybody else's rounds. And I think that's really cool. So yeah, I've just been playing that a little bit. That's awesome. It's funny. Fall Guys continues to be one of those games um, there's a few other things that like Genshin Impact, I think, is another example where you don't think about it, and it's like it's like you pick up a rock in the garden after a while, and there's you see nothing, and you pick up the rock, and there's this whole colony of ants like living under it, mm. and that is like what Fall Guys and a lot of these games have become to me, where it's like, oh yeah, Fall Guys, I guess it's still happening, and but it seems like people are really like it is really happening. It's not just like a game that is ongoing; it is genuinely still being played by hundreds if not thousands of people every single day every single minute every single hour it's wild like it, i think that's so cool especially when they add in these new things like the creative mode and is it fairly easy to snap levels together because i know that can be a big thing like do you see yourself going forward and maybe making some rounds and, and putting them into the pool yeah if i yeah have the time to just sit down and play some round, uh, build a round i would really love to like just try and build something completely crazy i haven't had any ideas for one yet um but yeah it's really easy to use and like that's props to them because it's quite when you think about it trying to build your own game level can't be that easy right but they've made it so simple to do um so i think I, yeah i'm definitely gonna give it a go at some point i love that so much that's awesome tom you haven't been you haven't played fall guys in a while right yeah i haven't played it since the new update um happened but like i, I definitely want to try give it a go and see what crazy things people have made and stuff Maybe download it. Is it on the Switch? Download it on the Switch. It is Sit now. in the airport yeah. sometime tomorrow. So if you got a layover anywhere, yeah. use that airport Wi-Fi. And <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll run Fall Guys. It, it's surely <laughs> fantastic. I heard a story of somebody today playing Diablo 4 remote play from their PS5 on their Steam Deck on a plane. Oh, oh my god! On plane Wi-Fi and it working. That's wow. insane. <laughs> that works. I know. Like that. Like I. I cannot, I've never used plain Wi-Fi just because I have, I imagine it's maybe things have gotten better in however many years, but like, I just, I know that that's not a thing that you usually use because it isn't actually all that great and you're paying money for something that doesn't necessarily work. So, but yeah, I was, I saw that on Twitter and I was like, this is crazy because it's not like, oh, I'm going to play Diablo on my Steam Deck. I'm going to play, I'm going to stream it from my PS5 <laughs> onto the Steam Deck. It's like and two layers. <laughs> it's just wild. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've got so much show to get into today. So, Tom Drew, give us that news jingle. We are going to be here for a while. I will say that. It's Jeff Keighley's news. It is. Key3 is upon us. Not real E3, but Summer Games Fest. It happened. The showcase was, at the time of recording, I guess yesterday, almost about 24 hours or so ago. Plenty of games announced. So many things. We got not just games, uh, a few I'm trying to think. We got, yeah, TV. There was a TV trailer. Still no movie. I, there were, I thought we'd get maybe like a Borderlands or something. Nothing there like that. Lots of games shown off. I want to ask the two of you. You got the chance to review everything that happened, go through all of the news. Maybe you sat down and you watched it live like me. I know, Lauren, you didn't. It was a little early <laughs> down there. Uh, I didn't want to wake up at 3 a.m. to see the latest about the uh, Pokemon with Guns game, but... I'll ask the two of you. What did you think? What were your general thoughts of Keeley's show overall? Lauren? Um, so, yeah, I watched maybe half of it uh, live and then kind of caught up on the other half later, just like by watching the trailers. I think it was really, like, well put together and quite packed with content. It felt like maybe a little bit denser than the PlayStation one. But um, I don't think there was too much here, like, for me personally. So I don't feel too, like, hyped about any of it because, yeah, I was watching the announcements. And I was like, nothing has really gotten me super excited here. Um, but, yeah, I did see some discourse online being like, cool, there were, like, literally zero women on stage. Good job. Um, None. 
more Xbox consoles than women was a tweet that went around, and there was one Xbox console on stage. Yeah, there you go. So that's pretty disappointing uh, in this day and age, but um, hopefully that's something they can rectify in the future. Tom, what did you think? What were your general thoughts? I think you watched it live, correct? Yeah, I, was, I kind of had it on in the background um, as I was working, so I was like half paying attention, half How trying to How dare you work. not make it a priority, Tom I'm Drew? So, sorry, I'm sorry. But you know, like every, t- every now and then something would catch my eye, like, oh, whoa, they announced a new Sonic game, or... And then I'd have to get back to work. And it's like, oh, they announced this thing and they have to get back to work. So um, it was kind of like a truncated experience. I saw, I saw a lot of people quite down on it. Um, but like from my perspective of like having it on the background and not fully paying attention to it, which is not the way you should be experiencing this, by the way, um, I thought it was like a pretty good show overall. I thought like the, rev- the reveals, um, not all of them obviously hit, um, which is kind of what you kind of expect from like a Jeff Keighley uh, production but the ones that do hit i thought really did hit uh quite well um especially the last one which was like t- tailor-made for me um with final fantasy 7 rebirth uh trail which we'll get into um but yeah i thought it had like enough good stuff i thought that like maybe it was a little bit long i was kind of like looking at my watch being like mm-hmm. okay are we we're we gonna wrap this up soon uh but um in terms of like comparing it to like the, the playstation showcase um, that we had like a couple of weeks back. I feel like I enjoyed this more um, than that one, um, but maybe that is just because there was more things that it got me excited personally than that. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. I think that I did enjoy this one more as well. I think this was probably Jeff Keighley's best Summer Games Fest kind of showcase that he's done. Not the best Jeff Keighley production. I think there are some Game Awards that maybe take that when it comes to the announcements and stuff like that. And the Game Awards, I think, are a completely different thing because you also have the kind of just video game celebration that's happening with these icons coming out on stage and trophies being given away as well as the announcements. I think this was the strongest Summer Games Fest showcase, especially to start. I thought that the pacing of this thing starting off with the few games that it did start with, I thought it was just like, boom, boom, boom. It was awesome. We're going to bring Nick Cage out on stage. We're going to show you gameplay of this. We're going to entertain, and we're going to inform, and it's not going to get too boring. I think in the middle, there were some moments where it was like, okay, this is starting to feel a little more like a Jeff Keighley thing, where it's like, okay, these are definitely the games that are paying for this event to happen. There's like a lot of kind of commercials and some smaller things. But then I did think that they, at in the end kind of brought it back around with, as you said, um, Tom, the, the Final Fantasy VII. I think that that trailer was super cool and super fun. And I, I, I don't think it's crazy to say I enjoyed this more than the PlayStation Showcase. I, I just I have a feeling that this is right now the king of the Summer Games Fest or Summer Games, I don't even know, season uh, showcases that we're going to get over the next little while. Who knows what happens? We have Xbox here soon. Ubisoft just said, hey, we're you, they're doing one next week as well. Capcom as well came out of nowhere and there we're doing something. So it's it'll be interesting to see when we're all said and done here, who holds that crown. But right now, I think that this is, if this is the feeling, I think for a long time, the Summer Games Fest showcases and Jeff Keighley events in general haven't really had an identity other than the, uh, the video game awards. I have a feeling that, like, if they go forward with this kind of just, like, the tenor of this show and the look of the show and the pacing of the show, they're going to be very strong. But we were missing, I think, there was maybe one or two just, like, heavy hitters that would have put this over the top for me. There was just, yeah, a lot in that middle that kind of felt like, okay, like, we've been here a while. What's going on? So let's get into the games. Um, I have all of them written down. We're not going to talk in depth about everything. I've asked the two of you, Lauren and Tom, to kind of write your name beside the things that you would like to talk about because there was a lot talked about. So we kicked off the show. Things started with, I would say, one of my highlights of the show. Um, It is Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. This is not the remake. This is a completely new 2D side-scroller in the Prince of Persia world being worked on by the Rayman Legends team. They say it is Metroidvania-inspired, and it will be coming in 2024. Tom, you were excited about this one as well. Where was your head at when this showed up on screen and you were seeing it for the very first time? I was shocked that they brought this out because I... You know, we, we've been hearing about this Prince of Persia remake for ages. Um, so, so for them to, like, turn around and be like, yep, we have a completely other, completely unrelated game that's also coming. And it's like, that's so cool. 
Um, I mean, the fact that you said, like, it's by the Rayman Legends team, it's it's going to be incredible, I think. Like, that just speaks for itself. Like, that team's so good. Rayman Legends and Origins are, are like, some of the best 2D platformers. Um, and the stuff that we saw in this trailer, I thought, looked really fun. Um, it kind of almost reminded me a little bit, not in terms of, like, the gameplay, but just some of, like, the look and the feel of it, like, almost Hades-esque. Um, I don't know if you guys got that uh, sense, but, like, some of the weapons that he was using and, and that sort of thing, um, mixed with, like, that Metroidvania sort of um, 2D style. Um, yeah, I just thought this looked really fun. The only thing I would say is that, you know, Ubisoft's going to Ubisoft. They they put, like, a, you know, modern pop, like, rap song, hip-hop mm-hmm. song, which is, which is fine, I guess, but it was just, like, yep. you could you didn't need that. It <laughs> is a video game trailer after all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, other than that, I was just very impressed. I, I don't really... <clears throat> have like a bunch of um experience with the prince of persia uh franchise I, i've kind of backseat gamed behind people and watched people play it um before like uh, some of the some of the games but um yeah i, I think i'll definitely pick this up because it looked just like a lot of fun like the character designs the bosses like everything i thought looked great super fluid looking I thought was the first thing that kind of came to mind with me I think last week when we were doing the predictions for this I said give me a new Ori game when we were talking about Xbox this like reminded me a lot of Ori with just the way things were moving it looks so smooth and so fluid and there's lots of cool powers and things you're going to pick up I think this immediately becomes one of my most anticipated games I love these 2D games I love Metroidvanias there's a reason I really like the Metroid series and I really like Ori and stuff like that so it's not Ori, but this is, I have really no history with Prince of Persia, but I'm in. Like, I will be there, uh, and yeah, maybe we'll get the remake at some point, some way. But from there, we got uh, Mortal Kombat 1 gameplay for the very first time. They showed a story trailer. Got to look at some fatalities. They showed us kind of gameplay of how everything in that game is going to work. Ed Boon, creator, came out, talked about the rebooted timeline. Very gory, <laughs> um, and very made, made, I think, all of us kind of at one point or another go, ooh. Um, but yeah, there's that. So if you want to go look at that. Path of Exile 2 got more gameplay. Street Fighter 6. I know you didn't put your name on the document, Tom, but I got to ask you. What do you think? Robo Ryu, <laughs> the exoprimal Street Fighter crossover we've all been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> get to fight dinosaurs in Street Fighter 6. Yeah, so I was really confused because I think this is actually like, this is... Street Fighter 6 DLC, but it's for Exoprimal. Like, it's for that game. It's not for Street Fighter 6. I don't think so. I think it's for Street Fighter 6. Really? It is like a, it is bringing Exoprimal, like, skins into Street Fighter 6. I gotta check. I gotta fact check this. But, like, yeah, I, I was really just, like, bewildered by, like, what I was even looking at. It looks, it looks bizarre. Um, but, you know, I guess Street Fighters and, and dinosaurs can work. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the designs are very wacky um, with Guile and, and Ryu. I wonder if we'll get anyone else like redesigned like that. Um, oh, but probably. Yeah. This is the whole Street Fighter Six thing, right? They've been talking about this is going to be an ongoing game. There's going to be a lot of these sort of events and things like that coming to the game. And they said at the end of this trailer, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it was the first of their crossover expansion, crossover content. So there's going to be more crossovers i want to see what that looks like what are we going to do are we going to get some weird stuff maybe not just capcom games maybe we've got movie tie-ins coming in maybe the mortal Kombat character i don't know but like i'd be interested to see kind of what that looks like from there tom drew you in all capital letters nick cage showed up he was there he is in dead by daylight a game i don't really care about i know of kind of tangentially i have played a little bit because i have some friends that are really into it he was there and god i just need to say was he briefed well yeah this dude knew what he was talking about tom drew nicholas cage took the stage and was maybe the highlight of the show yeah i was worried that he'd come on stage and not really know what to do um but yeah he, he seems to know his stuff i mean he is a nerd um not a, a gaming nerd but he you know he loves superman and, and that sort of thing um but no it was, it was just nice to, to see him i guess um i kind of wanted to bring it up because like i thought it was a good like intro of like bringing him out on stage and that was fun but then they showed the gameplay and i don't know, I don't know. it doesn't look it's it's dead by daylight it's dead by daylight. Like, that's <laughs> but... what i'll say about the gameplay it is dead by daylight and you are playing as nicholas cage yeah like that's some people that's what enough. it is yeah. i'm happy he's there i'm happy that he's living life and getting that paycheck whatever I thought that this segment, if 
you want to take, I know some people were poo-pooing this and going like, oh my God, this is going on for way too long. I think that this is how you do something like this. It was interesting. It was entertaining. They were giving me information. Sure, I may never play the game, but I'm like, I am still engrossed by what is happening simply because it's just, it was all very well put together. Lauren, what did you think about, we had, I don't know, Keanu Reeves a couple years ago with Cyberpunk. We now had have Nick Cage out there. What do you think about this man, na- the national treasure himself, popping up on stage with Jeff Keighley? Well, I didn't actually see his speech with Jeff Keighley when I was like watching it later, but I did see like the clip, and yeah, it's a very realistic Nick Cage that you're going to be playing as, which is very cool. But yeah, it does always get everyone going when like a big Hollywood actor suddenly realizes, oh, gaming—that's a cool thing to do—and um, jumps over there. So I like that, you know, there is this kind of merging of the spheres and like people. Um, sort of like entertainment value isn't just focused on TV and movies it can be games as well so I do like that and yeah I would love to know what games Nick Cage plays if any Um, do you think he'll play his own game I don't know maybe he said someone in his family someone significant in his family is a dead by daylight devotee okay so maybe he'll hop in and he can play as himself he had the lingo down he said stuff like oh you'll be hooked which being hooked on like this is a big thing in the game um the killer can put you up on hooks and stuff like that so he knew what he was talking about i was very impressed actually Uh, sometimes these things can fall super flat when the celebrity comes out and they have no idea what they're doing and they're getting the appearance fee and whatever but like he he truly and genuinely impressed me and that's awesome because nick cage rules and he was full nick cage yeah he really was next up we went into the world of tv itself the witcher season three got a trailer i'm i haven't i haven't watched since season one so i don't have a ton to say about it Did the witcher season three do anything for either of you did this trailer excite you at all oh yeah i'm hyped i love the witcher it's like one of my favorite shows but um I, I did sort of like I was surprised I was like oh is this what Netflix's appearance is at this entire summer games fest they're not doing any games they're just dropping a Witcher trailer um but yeah like it does the show looks great I'm very keen to see Henry in his last season which is very sad but yeah I love the show and yeah it looks good next up was Witchfire it's from the Vanishing of Ethan Carter studio it is a mix of magic and guns that's really all I could describe of it. It looked very cool. Fast-paced action, September 20th. That's coming out. Then we went into some commercials very quickly. The first was a Crossfire Sierra Squad VR commercial. This is for the PSVR 2. And then coming out of that, this, if Prince of Persia wasn't my highlight of the day, gosh golly, guys, a new 2D Sonic is happening. Sonic Superstars, new 2D art style. You can play with friends in co-op, only local co-op. Don't know how I feel about that. New abilities. There's like a wall ride ability you can get, and it's coming in fall 2022. What did we think? Sonic is back. The blue blur in 2D. How excited are we? Tom, were you jumping out of your chair? Well, like, so, I mean, people who've listened to the show will know that I'm the number one Sonic hater of the show, apparently. <laughs> um, because I uh, didn't gel to... Uh, I, I just didn't finish... Uh, what was it? Sonic... Um, Frontiers? I forgot the name. No, not Frontiers. Uh, the one that everyone loves, the, the new 2D one. Mania? Mania, Oh, yeah. yeah. I've forgotten. I totally forgot. I was like, oh, you didn't like Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie. That's why you, hate <laughs> you just have something against James Marsden. Well. No, no, you genuinely hate well, the blue Well, blur. no, I, I don't hate it. I just didn't like... You I seem to. didn't get on with it. Um, <laughs> maybe I should go back and try. But like then seeing this trailer, I was like, oh my God, this looks like so much fun. Um, and I'm, I was surpri- I'm surprised that... We haven't really gotten like a Sonic game in this kind of style where they've 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 kept the two D, um, but it's like a three D art style where they've kind of like shaken things up and we I, kind of got yeah, one say, you... on the Wii in the WiiWare era. Yeah. There's Sonic the Hedgehog four chapter one, mm-hmm. and then we got chapter two, and then they just it disappeared. Yeah, it stopped. Um, which was kind of a mix, and I guess some of the three D games do this every once in a while. They'll jump into two uh, D. For like like Sonic Generations, I know it did stuff like that, but yeah, this is like I think the first real full game in a 3D art style, but it still being the side-scrolling action from back in the day. Yeah, like it's a proper full, like good go at it, and I think it looks like pretty fun. Uh, the fact that you can play as like uh, all four of these guys and the co-op like aspect of it, I think is like such a smart move. I, mean, I think you you were able to play co-op kind of in previous games, but not to like this extent. 
um, where it's like yeah, I played like Sonic the Hedgehog two back in the day. I can remember sitting with my sister and playing like she had controlling tails and yeah. I'm controlling Sonic or whatever. But this is full like this is the new Super Mario Bros. Wii moment for Sonic. Exactly, like, you can sit with your friends only locally though, which seems crazy mm. to me. Mm. I guess it's going you're just going so fast that the internet can't understand it lauren sonic superstars i don't you don't have a ton of history with sonic but you're excited by this well no i just wanted to uh, not that i'm not excited but um i just remember seeing it and being like i think i bet klein is losing his mind right now <laughs> when this came out <laughs> i thought it was sonic mania 2 when it popped up because it was in the old art style and i jumped out of my seat like and then i missed that it transitioned to the 2 3d right. but i thought it was mania 2 and i i I was losing it. <laughs> well, the other thing I was thinking while I was watching was like, this feels like potentially maybe not, it's not quite there yet, but it feels a little bit like Super Mario Odyssey where it's like blending like the old um, classic feel with the sort of the, like a new platforming style of Sonic. Um, potentially if they like added a bit of like open world Sonic Frontier stuff, then you'd probably get the Mario Odyssey like vibes. But um, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, comparing it to as I was watching it. Next, we got Honkai Star Rail. This is from the Genshin Impact Studio. I'm surprised Tom doesn't want to talk about this. It's an RPG that is already out on PC, coming to PS5 in Q4 2023. Tom, you're not turn-based Genshin. <laughs> Swipe your credit card. Get pretty anime people. Like, that doesn't that doesn't do it for you? Look, I already went down that road down- <laughs> once before. I can't do it again, man. I've, I've kind of... I've seen, like... You're a, reco- you're a recovering addict. <laughs> genuinely. I I, I'm sorry. I can only do these gacha games once a millennium. Honestly, I've, I've, t- I've not touched Genshin in, like, months, and I'm like, I have no intention to go back, because if I know if I do, it's gonna go bad. I'm, like... Yeah, what I will say about Honkai is that, um... Like, I mean, like, it looks like just Genshin, but it's like an RPG sort of thing. Um, all the all the character designs look great because they, their team is, like, so good at that. Um, but the, the the thing that is putting me away, oddly enough, is the turn-based, like, aspect of it. Even though I like turn-based games normally on their own, but um, I think for this kind of, like, game, um, it's just not something that I'd want to try. Um and yeah, the partially that of that is I'm scared of the gacha of it all. But you know, um, maybe one day, maybe one day after I've been Tears of the Kingdom and I've lost my sanity, um, then I will crawl my way back to Honkai Star Rail. Well, first, before that, you're gonna have to get through this game because this game looks absolutely amazing. Lies of P. It mm. has a release date, September nineteenth. Got a new trailer demo out right now. I this is. It isn't Bloodborne, but like it, it. This looks like the most From Software game that hasn't been made by FromSoft since that we've gotten. The cool, cool design, cool character design, cool world. Tom, you, you wanted to talk about this. Lies of P. It's coming out. Got pushed from August, but it is still coming out this year. Yeah, I just I love like all like the, the art style and stuff is so crazy, and the, they're like it. So the one thing that's holding me back um, with this game is the fact that it's based on Pinocchio. Um, like, it's inspired by the, like, story of Pinocchio and, like, there's Pinocchio characters and stuff. Um, and I kind of wish it wasn't because, like, um, it would, this feels like it's just completely, like, its own thing that doesn't need to be tied to any of that. Um, but regardless, like, yeah, uh, like, every time they show this game, it's like, this doesn't need to look as cool as it does for, like, a Pinocchio thing. Um, but it looks awesome. Um, this was mostly just kind of, like, didn't show like a lot this time around they just it was just kind of sort of a vibe i guess um of like the different designs and and that sort of thing um but yeah maybe i'll pick this up when it comes out or maybe i'll just wait uh and see uh but yeah i'm definitely interested to see how this game reviews you give it a try there's a demo i thought about downloading it because it it did it did before i'd heard good things about it that it's like this feels like a from soft game and and that sort of thing but seeing it in action and seeing like especially the character designs i loved it it felt very almost Bioshock-esque in the way that, like, everything, or even Dishonored a little yeah. bit, like, that, that kind of steampunky kind of look, which it it the design of this world looks absolutely incredible. Next up, a game I just want to touch on very briefly. Got me excited. I'm interested in this. It is called Sandland. It is a new open-world RPG based on a beloved manga by the Dragon Ball creator. He is involved in the game as well. I love Akira Toriyama. Is that the name of the yeah. 
the the Dragon Ball creator. I just love the look of his art, and so seeing this, it reminded me a lot of Dragon Quest, which I like. The Dragon Quest Eleven is awesome. Um, it reminded me even a little bit of, oh my goodness, PS3 RPG Ghibli Nino Kuni. Oh yeah, uh, a little bit as well, and so I'm interested in this. Like it looked neat. Um, there's a little Easter egg in one of the in the trailer where. I think you can see a PS6, like a PlayStation 6, and a Dragon Quest like 16 or something in a box. But I don't know. Did this do anything for either of you? This It looks like a game that I say I'm going to get around to, and then I never get around to it. Um, yeah. Like, I've I've still got like to play um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Like, I've got it downloaded, but just not gone around to it yet. So, um, like, I'd love to try this out. It looks great. Like, the art style looks awesome. Um, and open-world RPGs love them to bits, but... Uh, yeah, maybe I'll I'm waiting to see how people feel about it um, and get around to it at some point in the future. I'm not this gonna make any promises. Isn't I? This is not me bagging on PS2 era RPGs. I think that they're awesome. PS2 era. I, this is a compliment, if anything. This looks like the best looking PlayStation 2 era JRPG like ever. Like it just looks. It, it there's something about that vibe. I mean, for me on PS2, I think of playing like the Dragon Ball fighting games and stuff like that. So maybe that's the connection I'm making there, but. It looks neat, Lauren. Did did you did this do anything for you? Were you excited by it at all? Um, it looks pretty. I did not watch the trailer, so I don't know. <laughs> I think I think you'll like the look of it all. Okay. I don't know if this massive turn-based JRPG will be Probably your thing, not. but the look of it is really nice. We got an Annapurna montage. They announced they're doing a showcase as well. They teased a few little things. Then we got Throne and Liberty, a new game from Amazon Games. It is a free-to-play open-world RPG on console and PC. Amazon just seems to be making those open-world RPGs. That's what they're doing. Uh, Warhaven, it was a medieval combat game from Nexon. Multiplayer, kind of For Honor looking. Not really a ton to say. Party Animals finally has a release date. It's been in the works forever. An adorable multiplayer animal combat game coming September 20th. Dying Light 2 teased content. And they said, get your spiked bat. Which I don't know if they're teasing, like, is Negan going to show up? Like, are we? is that what's going to happen? I don't know. And then Lauren Rouse's game of the year, Crash Team Rumble. We got another look. Lauren What's your bandicoot up to? <laughs> yeah, so they had a quit pretty short new trailer for the game. Um, and I think the thing that took me is that you're going to get a lot of customization options. So you can change your outfits and things while you're in rounds. And they are going really hard on the multiplayer focus. It seems like it's going to be a live service game. I'm kind of like, uh, what have you done to my boy? But because honestly, I was excited when they announced that there was another Crash game. I like Crash Bash, which is essentially what it's a like building off of was never really my favorite crash bandicoot game and so i've progressively been getting more and more like mid on this entire thing and i'm now even like i think i'll wait for it to come on sale when i buy it so that's a shame but it's like i also like don't have any like friends who who are gonna play it so it's like why would i bother racing out to buy it um so it's kind of a shame in that aspect i'm sure there's gonna be ways for you to like play with randoms online or play with ai but it's like well I don't know, it's not the same. So, yeah, I guess when we've been talking about, you know, local co-op and things, um, it's kind of like, where does a party game like this sit in the current, I don't know, video game world? Like, I don't know how many people are playing those sorts of games. There was things like, you know, Nintendo Switch Sports, how many people are, like, having big Nintendo Switch Sports parties and things like that. It just doesn't happen as often anymore as maybe we used to. But then again, maybe there's kids who are like, hey, I'm going to have my friend over and we're going to play Crash Team Rumble. I don't know. But for me, it's like this doesn't have the same nostalgia as it would have, you know, when I was a kid. Then we went to Alan Wake 2, gameplay shown off. I have no history with Alan Wake. This impressed me. I don't know about you guys. I was watching it and I was kind of like, I might play this game, although it is very spooky. Um, It looks incredibly terrifying, but... I really, I thought they did a lot in this sequence to kind of show me, oh, this, I might be interested in this. Looks very uh, modern Resident Evil. Tom, you were shaking your head. Are you interested in Alan Wake 2? Did this do anything for you? Well, yeah, I was going to say they basically Resident Evil 2 it with like, it looks, basically, it looks like a Resident Evil game. Um, I, yeah, I've not had any history with Alan Wake. I played Control from the same team uh, earlier this year. Looked, there were some moments in this that looked like, 
very, very controlled. Yeah, and what if, like for those who don't know, Alan Wake, the, the the Alan Wake and Control universes are like in the same universe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. So it definitely has that kind of vibe. Um. So maybe I'll pick this up. Um. I definitely I liked Control, but there was like some aspects of it that like I left a bit me wanting more. Um. And I think like this kind of horror aspect of it might be more up my alley. So I think maybe if it gets good reviews, I'll I'll check this out. Then we went to Warhammer Space Marine 2. I swear to God, there is a new Warhammer game <laughs> at every single video game showcase ever. Yeah. Like, I, I, they just keep making them. This, to me, if I was going to play a Warhammer game, this, to me, looked the most interesting. Looks kind of Gears of War, third-person shooter, adventure kind of vibe, play with your friends. I'm into that, but it just it blows me away every single time one of these shows up. It's like, okay, which one is this? Oh, it's the future one. Oh, this is the gun. Like, this is the shooter, not the tact. It's, I don't know. Uh, then we got Yes, Your Grace Snowfall. It was a beautiful 3D or 2D HD uh, RPG coming in 2024. Has kind of that Project Octopath art style, which I want more of. So I will, I'll be into this no matter what, just because I want more games that look like this. Then we got Toxic Commando. A little weird. This is from John Carpenter, a video, a brand new IP from John Carpenter, the famed mm. filmmaker and all of that from Saber Interactive and Focus Entertainment. It looks like a bonkers multiplayer zombie shooter coming in 2024. Did either of you, I don't know, did this pique your interest in any sort of way? When they said John Carpenter, I thought, cool, like I'm into this. And then when I started to see more of the trailer, I kind of, as the trailer went on, went, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. Lauren did I don't know. You're a you're a movie person. The name John Carpenter means something, but what what about this? It does. Um that's pretty exciting to see again that crossover of like Hollywood legends having a go at video games. But um a zombie shooter. I feel like we've had a few of those. So I'd be interested to see like what they're going to do that's completely <laughs> different to all the others. It looked very um oh it looked oh what's the xbox dead rising it looked kind of dead rising to me and i just it thought i thought there were some like enemies and stuff that was like oh okay that looks new okay but most of it felt very like i feel like we've treaded this territory pretty well and a lot recently like yeah dead by daylight left for dead even redfall has that same element even though it's vampires it's just like when where we need a break from this i guess yeah even what was Back for Blood last year yes. was very much like the Left 4 Dead successor or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Baldur's Gate 3 got a new trailer. There's a character in the game voiced by Jason Isaacs from the Harry Potter franchise. I'm fair. I'm, he is. Oh, my goodness. Like who does he play? Malfoy's yeah. dad. Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Lucius. That's what I thought. I was trying to place, and then I couldn't remember. I remember Malfoy's name, but yeah, so... He's in the game. Baldur's Gate 3, I'm interested in. It's Dungeons & Dragons, the video game. It's from Larian, the Divinity Studio. So that sounds neat. And then, guys, when this happened, when this, when these people came out on stage, I was like, what? Really? Like, we were just here, but okay, sure. Spider-Man 2, it showed up. Brian Intahar from Insomniac was there. We got the box art revealed. We got pictures of Venom. He said... Venom is not Eddie Brock. This is an original story. It's something they haven't done, I don't think, in the comics. Coming October 20th. And then, at the very same time, PlayStation blog, it went up. Pre-orders. There's photos of suits you can get early by pre-ordering it and all of that. Spider-Man 2. We've talked about it a little bit over the last couple of weeks. But Lauren Rouse, October 20th, a little bit later than we may have thought it was coming. But... It is coming nonetheless. Yeah, I'm happy with that release date. Um, I love that we actually have one now. It does make sense. I think that they like saved their big gameplay reveal for last week and then had a little appearance at Summer Games Fest to keep people talking about them. Um, so, yeah, very exciting. I think they also confirmed, you know, that the world's going to be double the size. Um, so that's, you know, exciting. We kind of heard that over the last week as well in the news. Um, but the box art as well looks beautiful. I love how they've built just from that very simple kind of red cover to just adding Peter and Miles together. It looks amazing. So yeah, very excited. Tom Drew, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. You excited? And who is Venom? Who Who do you think? 
I had. I mean, well, we saw that like Harry Osborne's got some kind of symbiote thing at the end of the first game, so my bet's probably on him. But you know, maybe the symbiote can move around, so maybe I'll take another host. Um, it's just cool to see like the design of Venom finally, like his full one. I, I know we saw like his face uh, in the ori- like the original teaser way back. Um, but yep, he looks like Venom. He looks great. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm excited about the new suits as well. Um, not all of them hit necessarily, you know, um, but I'm sure that's like bound to happen. Um, but I, I, I'm just wondering if like what you guys thought of like which one would be your favorite. I think like there's one that looks like a Power Ranger, basically. It's like a Power Ranger suit for Miles. Uh, it's called the Tokusatsu suit. It just looks sick. Like that's the one I'm probably going to be rocking. But yeah. I think that the, the one thing I will say about the suits is having done, looked through all of them, I wrote an article over on the direct.com today, actually, if you can go and read, there's a breakdown on all of the suits for Peter specifically. None of them are comic inspired except for the one. There's the Arachnite suit, which is from the um, Infinity Warped line of comics where characters kind of got like mashed together there's like kamala kang was one of the characters and this was moon knight and spider-man getting mixed together but i thought you know these are all almost all original except for the arachnite creations and so i was kind of like huh okay this is cool um i really like the 25th century spider-man suit i think that like with this kind of almost mysterio like bulb on his head looks really cool lauren did any of these suits stand out for you yeah, probably the ones that you just mentioned, like where the um, like the Arachnite and the Shadow Spider ones. I love like capes. Like the Arachnite one looks like he's in Assassin's Creed, which is really cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like those kind of like hooded cape suits. Then coming off of Spider-Man Two, Tom Drew, you want to talk about this Pal World? We got another <laughs> look. This is the much memed Pokemon with Guns game, coming early access January twenty twenty four. Tom. What's going on? You are you amped? You're a Pokemon fan, man. This game, like, <laughs> I'm so conflicted <laughs> on it because I love everything about it. it, and this is so like against what everyone's like loving about the game. But I love everything about it except for the guns aspect. I it's, love it. I love it. It's basically so the, the <laughs> it's game so is silly. The game is basically just Pokemon, but the Pokemon have guns and you have guns, uh, but they're like hyper realistic. AK-47 <laughs> rifles, like, it just looks... The mashup is just... It's so... It doesn't connect to my head. Um, but it, And it, it's, like, it's a shame for me because, like, I do... I would want to try it out because it does look like it's kind of delivering on what a lot of the things that Game Freak's kind of been missing out with with recent Pokemon entries. Um, just in terms of, like, the open world and just, like, the graphics. It looks... Besides the guns for me, everything... It, like, looks like a beautiful game. Um, the designs are very... I don't want to say rip-off, but, like, there, there's, like, a Salamence. Oh, they're very... There's a... As the trailer went on, Tom, I was like, how are they not getting yeah. <laughs> As the trailer went on, these Pokemon, these not-Pokemon, looked more and more like Pokemon. Honestly, yeah, they're basically And the guns looked more and more real. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Um, so, look, maybe... Maybe if there's, like... If they add, like, weapon skins or weapon mods, they, I'll try this game out, but... Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm very conflicted on it. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. I'm definitely going to, if it's in early access, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I want to see what this looks like. Uh, from there, we got a new Black Desert Online expansion. Don't really have anything to say about that. It's an it's one of those rock games I was talking about earlier. An MMO that you pick up the rock. It's like, whoa, Like I didn't even know people still play this game. Uh, and Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, a dwarf survival action game set in the Lord of the Rings universe. We've seen this before, but they gave us a new trailer. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis was shown off. This is a mobile remake of kind of all of the Final Fantasy VII stories, because Final Fantasy VII kind of shows up elsewhere. There's Crisis Core and Advent Children and all of that, and they're throwing it all into one mobile kind of thing. It's episodic. Then we got Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. This is a new trailer. It was first revealed, the game, um, at the Game Awards last year. This is Dontnod's next game, which I find very interesting. Very different for Dontnod. Dontnod is the Life is Strange studio. So that's cool. Seems to be this kind of magic action world. Then Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, my goodness. Yakuza Like a Dragon Genshin. A, the man who erased his name. 
That's coming later this year. It was announced. Uh, uh, Quantic Dream revealed their publishing arm. It's this game called Under the Waves coming on August 24th. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, that was there. Warzone Season 4. Yippee. Xbox. Guys, are making Porsche-themed Xboxes. We've hit the point of the this, show where I just okay, I zoned out. We, can we, like, this is I when I signed can we just? I just need to say something about these Xboxes. The Xbox they had on stage might be the ugliest video game console I have ever seen. I hated it. I don't know about you guys. This thing that they had the, with all the stripes, it looked awful. Yeah. I, I'm, I, yeah. I, to be honest, I wasn't paying attention at this point. Um, and like, so I saw Xbox and Porsche. I was like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking at that. Oh god, I'm looking at it and now. It's, oh, it's terrible. Oh, They're so um, sweepstakes only. There's going to be six different designs throughout the year, I guess, uh, celebrating the 75th anniversary of Porsche. I'm like, what is the crossover yeah, between those two? Like, what is the customer base that is like buying Porsches and buying Xboxes? Here's what I initially thought was, oh, they'll do this and they'll lead into Forza. Ah, yes. Like, they'll do this and they'll lead into a Forza trailer or something like that, or... I get, like, that's where I can see the Venn diagram kind of gotcha. crossing. But yeah, they didn't. I guess. They didn't. <laughs> no. No, no. From Actually, from there, we showed Fay Farm, which I thought Tom and Lauren might like this game. They described it as Animal Crossing and Magic. It is a cozy farming game, previously announced for Switch, also coming to PC on September 8th. And then Lauren Rouse, your gaming obsession of the last year, Marvel <laughs> Snap. They were out there didn't really announce anything they were just kind of there um uh, there's a new update coming they said biggest update ever new game modes called conquest coming next week and then they showed a little trailer that i thought was going to lead to something and didn't lead to anything but they were there big update are you excited were have you been playing marvel snap i do yeah i I do pretty much play marvel snap maybe not as much as i used to like i don't play every single day but i do still play a lot um like i will usually complete all the like weekly missions and in each season and stuff. I'm not as competitive as a lot of other people. Um, so like maybe this conquest mode isn't for me, but I'm really excited to see what it is, how it works all more like all fueling my Marvel snap obsession. I suppose they're having a spider verse season right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the trailer was very silly. It was like, it feels like it was like filmed on a camcorder in some guy's bedroom, which you know, maybe it was. Um, so that's the um. Oh, what's his name? He's he's a TikTok like Vine. Oh, he? He, he was on Vine back okay. in the day. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's around. He does really good voiceovers. He's got a good like deep voice sure. that he does like in a world. He was the oh. squirrel in uh, God of War Ragnarok. Oh, cool. He was. Yeah. I wonder if there he's involved <laughs> more than just that trailer. Um, that would be cool. But anyway, yeah, I just feel like Marvel Snap was there. Had to say something about it. Cool that it's still going, and I'm still enjoying it. I thought the pacing of the way that like Jeff was talking to I forget his name but he King of Flannel and all of that had a sick Marvel Snap black black hoodie that I know Lauren was just like <laughs> wanting very badly <laughs> but the whole pacing of it was like oh they're leading to something and he's talking about like I'm good at the game and you all suck and it sometimes you're just unlucky here's a trailer I thought it was leading to like oh we're going to show you or we're going to give you something that will I don't know is new and maybe will help new players or that sort of thing and it wasn't that at all. It was just, oh, no, this is a new trailer for a game that's been out for six months. Yeah. Random. Very random. Um, then we got King Arthur Legends Arise. And God, if this doesn't look like a mobile game, I don't know what does. <laughs> uh, it looks like every single mobile YouTube ad I get before I watch anything. Uh, then Twisted Metal. Got a sneak peek, a clip of the show. Got a taste of Sweet Tooth, voiced by Will Arnett, played by WWE superstar Samoa Joe. Didn't do a lot for me. Don't know about you guys. Um, Lauren, Twisted Metal, you going to jump on Peacock and watch this thing? Anthony Mackie, our guy? I was like, from the first teaser, I was kind of like, oh, this is intriguing. I'm, I'm interested to watch this. And then I watched this clip and I was like, this looks terrible. I have zero interest. In fact, I want to watch it less. Um, it was just like a, I mean, Will Arnett's great, but um, yeah, it was just like Sweet Tooth the Clown kind of like beating up Anthony Mackie to the like thong song. And you're like, okay, this was not funny. Tom, uh, <laughs> Twisted Metal, based on the <laughs> beloved PlayStation IP. 
As everyone knows, my favorite. Video I if you game had, of all time. <laughs> I was I was gonna say I don't know if you would if you had shown this to somebody who even knew what Twisted Metal was and didn't tell them the name of the show, I don't think they'd be able to pull this <laughs> based on the game Twisted Metal. Definitely um, not. But what did you think of? Anthony Mackie just wandering around getting beat up by a clown. Honestly, like I only watched like half the clip because I I I couldn't I couldn't keep watching. I was like, this is it was really bad. Like I I definitely will not be watching this show unless unless for some reason we're like forced to for this podcast. Um, but yeah, I I'm not I wasn't weekly weekly episode reviews. Yeah, let's, go. <laughs> let's do it. Everyone's clamoring for that. Um, yeah, I I'm just not too impressed and i like i thought like a isn't Tw- twisted metals about like the driving and stuff right yeah. it's not about oh yeah yeah it's like it is around. a exclusively about the driving yeah, so i'm like <laughs> it's a car combat game why why are we in a casino like getting smashed or, like i just don't get the connect but like you know maybe there'll be some cool car chases or something but yeah i expected this to be more mad max than mm. whatever we got I was just thinking in my head. I was expecting this to be a funny Mad Max, and this just looks generic. And I hate to say it, very CW almost. Like it, it, it felt like really. I don't know. Just the set they were on and all of that just felt very, very. Like the budget wasn't all that great, and yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, Anthony Mackie, but I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not into this. Um, next up was Lisfanga. This is a hack and slash, I think, roguelite. That's what I wrote down. That's what it felt like. You can fight alongside kind of past versions of yourself. Lauren, this piqued your interest. You were into this game. It did, just because I was like, this is another version of Hades. Um, it really liked the art style and kind of like the vibe where they're like, I don't know if they were like Greek godsy kind of things, but they looked like very regal character-wise. Um, and I think the gameplay differentiator is that you can, yeah, have multiple versions of yourself to fight at once. I'm like, this is cool. I'll play this in between waiting for Hades. Um, if I can, I don't know what it's coming out on. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to shout that out because it looks for any Hades fans out there. You probably want to have a look. Then another look at Immortals of Avium. One of those games that we see all the time. Every single showcase, there's no Immortals of Avium. This is from former Call of Duty devs. We got an interview with the main, a- or the main character, the actor who is from, Never Have I Ever, the Netflix oh, yeah. series. I saw that going around. Um, and yeah, this game, I don't know. It, it looks, reminds me a lot of a lot of games that came out at like in like the PS3 era. A lot of those kind of like shooters, like I'm trying to think, Syndicate. And there was, Br- uh, not Brink. Or was it Brink? I think mm. there was a game called Brink. Uh, just like these kind of middling, um, differing, different shooters that has like a, one different mechanic this being that it's all magic i I feel like i don't know the problem for me with what they've shown so far is that it's trying to be like a magic version of doom but it doesn't have that at least from what i've seen from the gameplay it doesn't have like that momentum that doom is so good at like keeping you going with like in doom you're like just going around like shooting everything like going super quick but this it just felt like you go into a snail's pace like and then throwing a spell, and then a million things explode, and it's like, what is even happening? Um, so, yeah. Meanwhile, some like forespoken dialogue is happening <laughs> yeah. in the background. With wait, like, did that yeah, just happen? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Fortnite Chapter Four Season Three Wilds was revealed, and our boy Optimus Prime is there. I'm surprised we didn't get a line. I'm very surprised we did not get like a rollout or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but. I'm sure in Fortnite um, we will get it. Tom, have you jumped in yet to season four or chapter four, season three? I have not yet, um, but I know Pamela Gores is very excited that Optimus Prime is, is going to be in Fortnite. Uh, we've talked about it, um, but I just found it very amusing that in the trailer, like you see a big Optimus Prime and then he just makes a smaller version of himself. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Yeah. He <laughs> can't have weird. a big hitbox like that. I guess. <laughs> would be cool and they would never do this because they have to have the game balanced and all of that he could be his own transportation there are vehicles yeah. in fortnite transport and or transform into a that truck would be cool. take away the ability to shoot be sick yeah and then jeff Keeley came to the stage one last time and he said he'd been hyping it up all night or all afternoon depending on where you are in the world and he said guys the rumors are true it is happening and I immediately sat there and went, oh, my God, 
Mass Effect. Oh my god. Persona Remake. No. It was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming early 2024. And they advertised this at the end of the trailer on two discs. I love that. Good. Go off, Square Enix. Tom, we got a new trailer. We got a lot of gameplay. I know you cannot wait for this game. Take it away. The floor is yours, my friend. God, it looks so good. Um, I don't even really know where to begin because they showed a lot of stuff and a lot of it was like, I don't really know what I was even looking at. They showed some story stuff like um, apparently Cloud's been away for like five years or something. Um, so there's been kind of a time jump between the, the first game and this one um it and then they also teased um some stuff with tifa and maybe sephiroth's killed a version of tifa and this tifa might not be our tifa it's very bizarre and i don't know what the implications of that are but um very interested to see what that's about um they showed uh what seems to be like an open sort of area now it seems a lot more open world than the first game was which is probably one of my complaints with the the first game is that it was like quite linear um, and it was pretty closed off in like what you could do. This one seems like way more open um, from the looks of it. And the fact that it's on two discs seems to suggest that it's going to be a, a pretty beefy game. Uh, but yeah, I I lost my shit. On two PS5 discs, nonetheless. Exactly, These are not yeah. PS1 discs anymore. Those, big, those are Blu-ray discs that can hold a lot of data. Exactly, yeah. So this, this game's going to be massive. Um, and the fact that we are actually going to get it next year seemingly it's it's wild to me like i can't believe that it's, it's coming so soon i was convinced that we'd get like an even bigger delay than than we're getting so um yeah just hats off to square because uh they made me a very happy boy it's so funny that with final fantasy 7 remake the first one it was very beat for beat and then at the very end went like completely bonkers and was just like whoa like this is unlike anything that was in the game before and i have a feeling with this um with like rebirth that just judging from this trailer and what we've heard about the game this like they are going off the wall like it is just it is essentially a different game at this point there are moments in this trailer where having like a year ago i played final fantasy 7 for the first time all the way through and i'm like oh i recognize this locale and this and that but they're doing weird stuff i sent a text yesterday because i knew we were going to do the show i knew we were going to talk about it i sent a text to brad shankar you may not know that name he works for mobilesyrup.com here in Canada. He is the biggest Final Fantasy fan that I know. He loves Final Fantasy VII, and he was in attendance at Summer Games Fest yesterday. I sent a text to him and asked what he thought, what we should know about, and this is what he said. He said, yes, I was excited. I was the loudest in the theater. It was great. It didn't reveal much. I have no idea what I was looking at, and I say that as someone who has played Final Fantasy VII in excess of like 20 times. Um, he was happy about the four minutes of actual in-game footage and just so excited and was not expecting it at all because Final Fantasy 16 is weeks away. So the Final Fantasy 7 heads out there are amped. It looks good. It looks great. I don't know, and I, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, and I would like to know both of your thoughts. The way that Jeff was hyping this up throughout the day, I thought it was going to be something bigger. Not to say this isn't big, but it just felt very... Like, we knew this was coming. We knew this game eventually was going to get shown off. Didn't know it was going to be here. I thought just the way he was talking about this game was like, oh my god, like, what could it be? It wasn't going to be Grand Theft Auto 6, but, like, that's kind of what he was, like, making. It was going to be massive, which Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is. I just... We, we know about this. This is a known quantity. Lauren, do you feel the same way at all? Well, a little bit, but only because, like, Final Fantasy is, like, a complete blind spot in my life. So when it comes up, I'm like, there's another one. But then it's like, what? you know, I get confused. There's also 16, and then there's, like, you know, all the ones in between, and I just get confused. Um, so I was like... There's the MMO that's still happening, 14. Like it's Yeah, like, one yeah. comes up, and I'm like, is this a big deal? I have no idea. So, yeah, not really the right person to comment 
something I've learned from Final Fantasy fans is anytime it right. comes up, it's a big deal. Yeah, uh, it's like they'll take one of these every six months, and it's like, yep, sure, the MMO for sure, tactics game, uh huh. Yeah, let's do a match three puzzle game deal, theatrical rhythm, which is like a rhythm game. First, sh- like we'll take that. I don't know, Tom. Do you agree with me at all? Like, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I kind of do. Um, but I also think like this. Yeah, maybe not on the caliber of like something that was com- that's never been shown off before at all. Um, but I, I don't know. For some reason, I was almost expecting this game to 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 be what Jeff was kind of hinting towards. Um, so I guess in that way, I wasn't like disappointed or anything that it wasn't uh, something else. But um, but I'm also biased because I'm very excited for this game. So <laughs> yeah. And that was the show. That was it. We faded to black. Jeff said, see you guys later in the summer for opening night live at Gamescom, which is in um, a few weeks in Germany or what have you. So I want to ask the two of you. We've gone through it. We've gone through all of the announcements. We've talked about the things we've liked. Maybe what was your highlight of the show and what would you grade this show? Because we did the same thing for PlayStation Showcase. Lauren, what was your highlight and what grade would you give Summer Games Fest showcase with what have you, 2023. Uh, what was my highlight? I think it really was just Spider-Man news, which, I don't know, I think that's like my most anticipated game of the year, so just knowing exactly when it's going to come out was just a relief to me that I have a day to look forward to now. Um, so yeah, grading-wise, what did we give the PlayStation showcase? It was pretty low, right? Yeah, I think it was C- like C, C plus? Yeah. I think was the highest for me. And then you guys, I think, were C or C minus. Yeah, I think I feel like I want to go similar, like C plus vibes. Like, I think the show was solid, but I don't think it was, like, anything spectacular. Tom, what do you think? Uh, my highlight was when Jeff Healy trolled Final Fantasy fans uh, and <laughs> announced oh a DoorDash <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Um, maybe that's why I wasn't disappointed at the fact that it was Rebirth, because he, he had that little joke, and I was like, oh, that was a call forward to that... Um, no, it was it was it was rebirth. Obviously, um, I I was so excited by that. Um, yeah, in terms of a letter grade, yeah, I'm feeling the same. Probably C plus, maybe would go to a B minus, but um, I think it needed a little bit more. Um, like as we were going through these, and then uh, like kind of going through the like, yeah, didn't kind of tuned out at this point, kind of tuned out at this one. So um, I think C plus is fair. Um, you know, Jeff's he's getting better. He's getting some good stuff. I think. He is. I have like. I think that it's almost he could put together the A plus show that we all dream of and want. It's just a matter of the, not credibility with publishers, but like. I think that as we kind of go on for the next few years, they are only going to get better and better because just the look of the show and the pacing of the show, like that is all there. It's just getting the content in line, uh, which. I really like, but for me, highlight it has to be Sonic. Um, it was it was gonna be Sonic from the moment I saw Sonic, and nothing else could have topped that. Uh, I mean, shout out to Spider Man as well and Prince of Persia, of course. I'm gonna grade it a little higher than you guys. I think that this was missing like maybe one more unknown boom moment, and so I'm gonna give it a B. I think that it was good, not great. It was it like was much better than the PlayStation Showcase. And I'm interested to see if anyone can top it. I hope to God in the next few days and the next few weeks, someone comes out and we have like, like the Xbox showcase everyone's been dreaming of and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay. That is it basically for the show. Going to do a quick check in on our new game plus video game game of the month. It is star Wars Jedi survivor. We are having a conversation on that next week yes there's going to be a bit of recording tomfoolery going on but when you are sitting in your car looking for a new episode of controller club in a couple of weeks we'll have a full spoiler review of star wars jedi survivor the two of you how is it going are you ready to talk about the game i am indeed yeah i've closed credits on the game uh and i have a lot of thoughts i have a lot to say about it um i'm excited to talk about it with you guys Lauren, I don't like the eyes you were making when I said that. Uh, I have absolutely <laughs> sprinted to the end of the game just to try and get it done, um, but it has been completed. Okay, for sure. 
I love it so much. We want to hear your thoughts on the game. You can send them over to at controller underscore club on Twitter. Please follow the show over there as well. Rate and review us wherever you are listening right now. There's so there are so many video game podcasts out there right now because of E3 season and everything. And we would love if you showed your love to this show specifically, wherever you are listening, five stars. And of course, send in your topic ideas. Hellos questions anything at all to controller club pod at gmail.com tom drew you're headed to america where can everybody find you and keep up with your travels are you gonna have a philly cheesesteak what are like what's gonna go on in this trip but where can everybody keep up with all of that i'm gonna have a philly cheesesteak i'm gonna have a big hot dog i'm gonna have a corn dog i'm gonna have every american delicacy under the sun and you can keep up with my every configuration of dog i will eat it's gonna it's gonna be in my mouth is all i'm gonna say uh and you can find out uh my american uh delicacy adventures at tom drew on instagram and twitter i'm sure i'll be posting about that and so maybe some other stuff that's coming up next week that's gonna be a bit exciting uh but yeah hot dogs not an international thing is that i mean it is but like i american hot dogs it's you know it's it's the home yeah it's a different thing okay I'm always I'm a big fan of like the like Bavarian sausage on mm. a bun like uh, okay. the smoky or what have you uh, if you're if we're doing tubed exactly Lauren Rouse where can everybody keep up with you and all of your hot dog <laughs> hot takes you can find me at L Rouse 19 on uh, the internet Twitter I guess TikTok sometimes you find me there um and yeah speaking of video game podcasts i was actually a guest on the kotaku australia podcast this week which was very fun um when chatted with my editor david over there and gave a little shout out to this podcast here so yeah go check it out we talk about what we're playing and the games coming up in the current week um which the highlight for me was a game that looks like gta with cats so go check that out at kotaku australia gta with cats what is this game called i need this it's called now like cat heist or something like that it's literally exactly what it says on the tin i love it awesome you can follow me everywhere i'm at the kleinfeld i'm getting married in a week and then headed on vacation so you can keep up with everything going on with that in my life um as well as spider-verse thoughts and more spider-verse thoughts because that is that movie is just so good and i just keep talking about it uh at the kleinfeld t-h-e-k-l-e-i-n-f-e-l-t That about wraps it up for this episode of Controller Club. I want to thank you so much for listening. Let's get gaming.